Everybody say amen. amen. May not be Sydney, but he did all right. That's my side of the family today. Just chokingly, Samay. How are you today? It's good to have you in the house of the Lord, and it's good to be able to assemble and render and offer this worship unto God. Man, God is good. God is good. We mentioned at the earlier service that Lord's will say so. We're supposed to be closing on the uh, property next door tomorrow evening. Amen. And so just keep that in prayer that we can get that done without a hitch, any problems or whatever. But God's will going to be done one way or another. Amen. And it's going to it's going to happen in God's own time for us to do it. But until then, you know what? We'll keep on laboring. We'll keep on handling business and doing God's will as we are charged and commanded to do. This morning, I would like to discuss a topic. I presented this a while back in dealing with the topic, what if three score and ten is your appointment? What if three score and ten is your appointment. I wasn't able to get everything set up right on uh, my PowerPoint, but we're going to work with what we have, and I'm sure we'll be able to get the point across to you from what's up on the uh, screen. In Psalm 90, in verse 10, the Bible said, The days of our years are threescore years and ten, and if by reason of strength, they be fourscore years. Yet is their strength, labor, and sorrow. But it is soon cut off and we fly away. So often we hear that passage read at funerals. And we need to be reading this passage to the living. Because you know what? We all are going that way one day. Hebrews 9.27 reminds us that we all have an appointment. And after death, there is the judgment. But also, as the scripture text was read into your hearing from Job chapter 14 and verse 1, it speaks of a man born of a woman is of few days and full of trouble. And you best believe the word of God is true. Take note and understand how precious and short life is. When you stop and consider how many never see three score, it should scare us into serving and living holy. Nevertheless, when you stop and consider the 1,440 minutes in each day, we're going to give an account to the time that we Utilize these minutes. Each day, 1,440 minutes. What do we do with this time? How much of it do we use to glorify God? How much do we use it to promote the church, to encourage others, to spread the gospel? How much of it do we waste on vanity? On vanity. What if three score and ten is your appointment? And the appointment is what? Death. 
Ain't no need in trying to duck and dodge it. You're going to die one day. You may as well study it, live right, start smiling when you talk about it. Because you don't have to go to hell. You can discuss and talk about dying and smile and be happy about it. Or you could be slowful and neglectful and you know what? You can die and go to hell. It's your choice. It's your choice. I choose to smile when I talk about dying because I don't plan on going to hell. It's at least seven seats left. One of the eight, if it's only eight again, one has already been taken. So I let you all scrap over the rest. But what if three score and ten is your appointment? Time is running out. Shouldn't you be getting things in order? What if you age 15 today? Well, you have 55 years left. If it's the Lord's will. You say to yourself, that's plenty of time. That's plenty of time. I used to think, man, I had so much time. I used to call 50. I met people who were 50 years old or 55. Some boy, they old. Then one day I woke up, I was 50. Then one day I woke up, I was 55. In a few months, I'll be 60. And I don't like it when folks say, oh, you old. (laughs) You're 20 years old. You say, well, I got some time left, 50. You think you do. It's not a guarantee, folks. That's if God's will is for you to do three score in 10. That's not always the case. So even if you had 50 years left and you're you're 20 years, you know what? Can you think of some adjustments you need to be making right now concerning your spiritual walk? I think if I believe if you looked at it deep enough, you can find some things you need to be doing differently to improve your walk. Let's move on up in age. What if you're 30? Boy, that number dropping. (laughs) Years remaining, 40. Right? Am I looking at that correct? Yeah. Yeah. 40 years. You said, that's plenty of time. You think so? Do you really think so? Can you think of some adjustments you should be strongly considering making in your life? You're not getting any younger. When you stop and think about what Job said, man born of a woman of but what? And and what's what's incorporated in those few days? Full of trouble. Full of trouble. The Bible is true. Well, what if you're 45? Woo, no, we're talking... We're cooking with gas now. We're cooking with gas. What if you're 45? That leaves how many years? 25. 25, not long at all. 
My point this morning is simply, man, life is what James said is. It's but a vapor. It appears for a little while, and folks, it is gone. It is over. I sit back and think sometimes. I look at my family. You know, all of our kids are grown now. I can remember, man, playing with them. They were in diapers and everything. And I'm saying to myself, boy, would these jokers ever grow up? (laughs) And before you realize, not only did they grow up, they kept growing. And they're still growing. And now you look and you wonder, where did the time go? Where did it go? Well, let me tell you something. Time moves on. Time is not a respectable person and it does not wait for anyone. You either get on board, manage it right, or you get left behind or you waste it. And guess what? You don't get it back. You don't get it back. So what should some of the adjustments, what are some of the adjustments I need to be focusing on as I look at Time passing by. The preacher over in Ecclesiastes said, Hear the whole matter. Fear God. Keep his commandments. For this is the what? The whole duty of man. Folks, the things that you we we put so much emphasis on, it's all vanity, folks. We take these few years that we look at, the three score and ten, and we lose our focus and our purpose of what life is really all about. Life's supposed to be about worshiping God and serving God. But we become distracted because we get caught up in the world. We get caught up in loving the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Therefore, we find ourselves distracted and we spend all our lives trying to buy bigger houses. We, we spend our lives trying to buy newer cars. We spend our lives trying to accomplish and get higher paying jobs and trying to make a name for ourselves and hang out with a certain group of status people. And we find ourselves caught up in so many things that don't mean Anything to God. It means not. It's vanity. It's vanity. So preacher what he's saying is wrong to have a desire for better. It's nothing wrong with desiring better jobs. And it's nothing wrong with driving a nice car. But God should always be first. What's going to matter is. What are you going to have to follow you when you breathe your last breath? What are you going to take into judgment? All right. All right. God isn't going to care whether you drove a Chevy Silverado or a Ford F-150. That's, right. That's, That's right. insignificant to God. That's right. God is not going to care about how much money you made on that job. And how well people looked up to you and and the community involvement you were in it. God wants to know, did you fear him and keep 
His commandments. Amen. Often I listen to the radio, the radio station uh, out of Jackson and Griffin, and they have this old format that they use in the morning where they call the different funeral homes. And they have what they call, they read the obituary over the radio, over the air. And they're always talking about this person love to sow. They love working in their garden. They love doing these things, this and that. Let me tell you something. They love fishing. They worked at such and such for so many years. It don't matter. The only thing that's going to matter, did you fear God and keep his commandments? Let me tell you some things that should be read on your obituary that matters to God. When they met someone who was hungry, they fed them. When they met someone who was naked, they helped clothe them. When they met someone who was hurting, they offered comfort and compassion. When someone was in prison or in jail, they visited them. See, these are things that's going to matter. Because what I'm talking about you find in Matthew 25 and you will find it at the judgment. See, a lot of things that we incorporate ourselves in and we want approval from the world. We want the accolades from the world. But it's only going to send you to hell because it won't matter. We need to be striving for the recognition from God. That's what matters, folks. And believe it or not, you don't have much time. I mentioned in less than a year, I'll be 60 years old. Man, if three score and ten is the date, man, that leave me with ten years, Jeff. Ten. You know how little time ten years is. You can barely finance a brand new car now for ten years. Think about it. Ten years. Ain't much time. Not much time at all, folks. Think about it. And that's if God allow it. Because what is your life? It's but a vapor that rises up for a moment. And guess what, folks? It's gone. We sit and talk about all these plans, what we want to do for our children and with our children and all these things. No, what you need to be planning at the forefront is what can I do to serve God? Amen. That's what needs to be at the top of the list. We're striving to do any and everything else except prepare ourselves for death. We're striving to do everything except for prepare ourselves for the trouble in this life that we are going to have. Man born of a woman of but what? A few days. And full of what? Full of trouble. Full of trouble. What adjustments do you see that you need to make 
with the few years that you have left. You stop and think sometime, you might spend half of your life going to school. Then after school, you say, I'm sick of school. I spent all these years going to school. I want to live. I need to get a job. And then what's in the back of your mind is, when, when I get a job, save up a lot of money, then you know I'm going to get involved in the church. Isn't it? Really? Really? So, God, I'm going to put you on hold. Because there are some things I want to do. No, folks, you got it wrong. Amen. When you exclude God from being at the top, what you're dwelling and working on is vanity. It's vanity. But when you put God first, when you put God first and keep God first regarding your plans and what you're trying to do, you're on the right path. Because, see, God can pull the plug at any moment. And everything that you had plans on doing that you thought about doing and it ain't necessarily that you have to die you can get sick it is full of trouble right few days full of trouble right I just simply want to help you to focus on one day at a time these 1,440 minutes, they're allotted to everybody every day. Amen. But what do you do with yours? Right. Huh? How many of these minutes do you just waste? Right. Just waste on just crazy stuff. Well, folks, one day, that's going to be an audit. There's going to be an audit. Not only are we going to have to give an account to every idle word that we spoke. That's enough right there to shake you up. Jesus said, every idle word that you speak, I speak, I'm going to give an account for it. I'm going to have to give an account to the time that God allotted me in this life. Did I spend this time to glorify him, to serve him, to build up the church, to aid and helping those who were in need and doing the things that Jesus did as an example when he walked this earth? A will or will it add up that I, I wasted more time or all of these minutes were more about me than anybody else? See, the problem with that is, Matthew 16, 24, to follow Christ, you're supposed to get you out of the way. So how can I please the Lord if I'm spending all the time focusing on me? We got some folks here in their 70s. Amen? Amen. And you know what? You're on the extended warranty. You've lived a long life. 
consider how we view long. But for whatever reason, God still continues to wake you up. You ever stop and ask why? You should know why. To fear him and keep his commandments. But that is the whole duty of man. Not sometime, but all the time. Serving God shouldn't be a part-time venue. It shouldn't be a, a, a part-time uh, situation where I, I'm, I'm going to be religious today and later on I'm going to be involved doing other stuff. Man, Christianity is supposed to be our lives. Amen. Not a part of our lives. It's supposed to be our lives. What adjustments do you see that you need to make in the time that you have left? And now that I brought it to your attention, you can figure out, you know, if three score and ten is your appointment for sure. You won't be able to stand in judgment and say, I didn't have time to get it right. Because today, you know what you need to do. Amen. And you, whatever it is you need to do, you need to be consistent and sticking with it to make sure you don't stray or become distracted again. Amen. Because folks, whether you believe it or not, this thing called death is serious. Yes, it is. Dying in Christ don't have to be a bad thing. Because the Bible said, blessed are the dead that die in Christ. But it also states that something is going to follow them in the judgment. Their works. Their works. So let's let's do a quick review. Is God going to care how many little league teams you coach? (laughs) Is God going to care about where you shop? Is God going to care about what kind of car you drove? God don't care about that stuff. Remember what Solomon said? Solomon said, I had it all. I had it. If there was a player of players, (laughs) if there was a baller of ballers, man, if there was a Mac Daddy of Mac Daddies, Solomon was it. Solomon was it. And Solomon said, I had it all. You name it. You name it. I had the riches. The silver, the gold. The women. Think about that. The women. Talking about selections. What? Sometimes I said to myself, Solomon wasn't as wise as I thought he was. All of those women. Man, the choices and the selections and everything. Solomon said, I've had it, man. I've had the women. The wives, the concubines. I've had the bands, the vineyards, and 
anything that my heart could ever imagine having or desiring. Solomon said, I had it. And I looked within myself and I said to myself, it's all vanity. It's all vanity. Because you know what? It means nothing to God. What are you spending your days doing that's going to matter to God? Remember, you don't necessarily have to make three score in ten. Right. So if God pulled a plug now, what is going to follow you in the judgment after death? What, what are you going to take? It said, and their works do follow them. Right? right? What is going to follow you? That should be the appropriate question today. What works are going to follow you? Yeah. Sister Tillman, Sister Tillman loves flowers. She does such a magnificent job in keeping the grounds beautified around here with the flowers and the everything. But Sister Tillman, no, that don't mean nothing to God as far as judgment. Amen. So still, she know that. But there's nothing wrong with loving flowers and, you know, loving to keep the ground. But she know there are some things more important than that. Some of us are so caught up into our careers and our job. And you know what? We... We think it's going to matter because somebody write an obituary. And that always just amazes me. How family folks act crazy. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. On writing obituaries. Yeah. It ain't going to change their condition. That's right. That's right. Well, they love doing this and love doing that. And I say to myself sometimes, vanity. Yeah. Vanity. You need to ask yourself, does God really care? Does God really care? Because you're going to need something to help you get across that line. It said, blessed are they that die in the Lord. It said, happy are they that die in the Lord. That you know what? That had something to follow them into that judgment. Question, what do you have to take with you? So-and-so love flowers. They love feeding the birds. And they love sowing. And they love... And... What does it matter to God? How many sick people have you visited? How many people were downtrodden? How many cards have you mailed to anybody? How many times have you picked up the phone to just call and say hello? Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy with my career. I'm so busy with life. And you know what? Life is going to end. Then what? 
Then what? Mm. Then what? It's going to end. It's ending every day for people. And you know the sad thing is, many people haven't given thought to them what? Well, I just know God knew their heart. Uh, He did. He did. Hear me good. He did. He knew their heart so well, he knew that they ignored what he told them. Amen. Folks, when John wrote, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. He said, for all that is in this world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. He didn't stop right there. He said, these things are not of God. And if you're in love with this world, whether you want to admit it or not, you're in love with this world because whatever is dominating your time, that's your God. That's your God. Whether it's your job your child, or anything else. Whatever is dominating your time, that's your God. And that puts you at contrast with the greatest commandment. Love the Lord that God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. You can't do both. Can't love this world and love God. How much time do you have left? Approximately. Approximately. How much time do you have left? Not much. Not much. Whether whether it's 35, 25. Ain't much time, folks. Not much time. How much time have you wasted already? But get good news. Good news, folks. God bless you to be here today. Amen. You're alive and doing well. And you know what? You have a chance to get back on track. Yes, Amen? Amen? You have an opportunity to get yourself together. Yeah. And put things in perspective and prioritize so that, you know what? You can put the right attention on the right things and spend the appropriate time on what really matters to God. You have the chance today. This is your day. You can't go back and claim what's already been wasted. It's gone. It's just like a child growing up. You miss, you miss their first steps. You know what? You don't get to see it again. Amen. They, don't, they, don't, they don't fall down pretend they can't walk again. You miss it, it's gone. Amen. There are certain things, you know, when you're raising a child, it's a first time moment and you just get all excited and you cherish, but if you're not there, you miss it, it's gone. Amen. 
being around and hear their first words. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. But see, if you're not around when they say it, next time you hear, it ain't their first words. Right. You missed it. Yeah. But look at the goodness of God. Even in all the wasted time and the wasted efforts that we have spent as we look at our lives today. Look at how much time we have wasted. You say to yourself, well, I, ain't, I really haven't wasted. See, that's according to what you think. Yeah. But does your thinking line up with the word of God? And what you should be doing. Yeah. See, in your thinking, building a career and all that stuff, to you, that's very important. That's critical. And that should mean everything. Then you're going to die. Yeah. Now, that may have been the way you felt and thought while you live, but what happens when you die? What did you neglect while establishing that career? What did you forsake while you were establishing that career? Yeah. Yeah. What did you neglect while you were establishing that career? How little did you contribute when you were establishing that career? I'm simply right. saying, folks, fear God. Yeah. Keep his commands. Yeah. That is the whole duty. What you're banking on that's going to matter won't mean a hill of beans to God. Yeah. But when you do it God's way, not only can you enjoy a pleasant life on this side, a good life, because God is going to protect you. He's going to provide. Not saying you're not going to go through some storms. Not saying you're not going to have some troubles. But you do have God's assurance. Yeah. But when you go outside the policy and do it your way, you're on your own. You're on your own. And outside of Christ, listening to that prayer, Brother Tim, and pray. You know what? Outside of Christ, outside of the church, you're on your own. Ain't no salvation. There's no hope. What hope did the people have outside of the ark? I don't care how great of a swimmer they were. Didn't have to know how to swim. Had not rained. Probably didn't know. But even if, even if they could swim, it wouldn't have lasted. Because God said every breathing creature was going to Was there any hope outside of the ark? None whatsoever. There is no hope outside of the church. Amen. The church should have a priority in your life. Amen. It shouldn't be looked upon as something, well, let somebody else do it or let somebody else handle it. The church should have a very significant meaning in your life. Yeah. 
Lord added you himself into his church. Yeah. That should mean something, folks. And for you to put other things ahead of the church, for you to waste time promoting and doing all these other things in the world and not investing and contributing to the church, you're telling the Lord, look, fuck you. I ain't saying I don't appreciate you, but. <laughs> well, your butt is enough. What if that would have been his attitude towards saving you? Yeah, yeah. Hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to save Barry. Ho, 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 I see somebody else I need to read. Go on, let him, let him perish and go to hell. Aren't you glad God don't work like us? Amen. 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 I know I'm glad. We should be so grateful in the preaching. Yeah. So folks, consider your ways. Consider your ways. This ain't a whole lot of time left. Yeah. When you look at the conditions and the situation, circumstances we live around and the society we live in, man, that ain't a lot of time. Viruses floating around, you know, just killing people, left and right and everything, and you holler, I got time. James said, what you ought to say is, if it's the Lord's will. That's it. That's it. That's Bible, folks. Yeah. If it's the Lord's will. Yeah. If you're here today, I don't know how much the lesson help you if it help you at all. But you know what? It's still the Bible. Amen. But we need to consider our ways. Amen. You don't have as much time as you think. Amen. And what little time we all have, we need to make sure that the church is a major uh, priority in our lives. Amen. Did you hear me? We need to make sure the church is a major priority in our lives. How in the world you expect not to invest in something that you expect to be saved in? <laughs> well, I ain't going to do nothing for the church. I ain't going to do But when Jesus come back for it, I want to be in it. Man, I'll leave you right there on the curb <laughs> to burn with the rest of them. But see, it don't have to be that way. Amen. You have a chance today to examine your heart, yeah. to consider your ways, yeah. and see what you need to do to get things right. Yeah. I mentioned this morning that we're getting ready to move on to some bigger adventures. If this deal goes through tomorrow, closing on this property or whatever, we need to start discussing. Everything's not going to happen overnight. Amen. I mean, we, we, we get, get some five-year goal, 10-year, 15. You know what? I might be dead and gone by the time some of this stuff happens, but my goal is to at least have some plans in place before I drop dead. Amen. Amen. That should be the way you should think. Amen. 
Some of us think we're going to live forever. <laughs> you won't. Amen. You won't. That I guarantee you. Yeah. You won't. Stop being so selfish that if I can't be around to see it, I'm not going to contribute. I'll be around. Man, be for real. Christians in the early church laid down their lives. They were persecuted. They went through stuff. Yeah. Even though they didn't get to see and enjoy a lot of things that we benefit from now. Amen. Amen. Man, we live day to day paving a way for somebody else to come along. Yeah. To keep building on top of what we have laid. That's why it's so important to make sure the foundation stays right. Yes, sir. That's why you need to consider your ways. You're either going to be a contributor or you're just going to be a burden. If you're here today, you stand in need of prayer. You realize that, hey, I've wasted many years. Like the song said, now I come repenting, bitter tears. Lord, I'm coming home. I'm coming home because, see, in the past, it's been about me. I've allowed society to shape and mold me and form my way of thinking. Romans 12 and 2 said, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'm calling and asking you to renew the way you think. I'm not saying you got to go and quit your job. I'm saying put your first job first. Serving God. Stand in need of repentance today. Get it right. Leave here better than you arrived. Leave here. Man, you can walk out the door today and say, I don't have that burden hanging over me anymore. I don't have that heaviness of heart knowing I should be doing better. I should be doing things differently, but I'm not. You can walk out of here today feeling relieved. Because you know you're forgiven. If anyone is here today who haven't put Christ on in baptism, today is your day. We welcome you to come forward and make that confession that you believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God and we will bury you today in water baptism for the remission of your sins. That's a decision you have to make. What's our song? Uh, 98. I Surrender All All is our invitation song. Folks, I've said enough. I hope and pray something been said to encourage you and make you think. Let us together stand and let us sing. Oh.